Welcome to Words and Roses, a podcast about how we use stationery in our everyday lives. I'm Miranda from Havoc Rose Writes. And I'm Chelsea from Those With Words. Welcome to episode 17. Welcome! Chelsea, how are you? I am doing well. Um, I We've been talking about this a lot lately, but hopefully Miranda and I will get to hang out soon at some point in the next couple weeks. Someday. We were just talking about it. Um, because even though we both live in the Bay Area, Bay Area is a big place. So, you know, it can be, um, a trip to visit each other, but hopefully soon. But I miss you. (laughs) I miss you too. That's why I always love, well, we usually spend like an hour talking before we even start recording. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We were just catching up for like, yeah, basically almost an hour. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's just the best. So I'm just happy to be here and happy to just talk to you about stationery because I I think there's always room for that in our lives, no matter what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, especially lately, I don't know, as it's gotten warmer, I've gotten just generally happier because I hate being cold. And so I've been happier Mm -hmm. journaling and of course using my like cute sun stickers to show the weather. Um, and bringing out, I guess, more of like the spring summer stationery, sort of like how, I don't know if you do this, but do you have like a fall winter wardrobe that you rotate out? Yeah, I've pushed a lot of my coats and things definitely yeah. to the back of the closet. And I've brought forth like some of the lighter things um, a little bit more to the front where it's like easier to access. It's been nice too, because the sun's out longer, so I can actually finish up my work and then have plenty of time to take a walk. That's been really nice. Um, yes. So, yeah, it's been, I agree with you. I think I've been, my mood's been lighter lately. Yeah. And so with that, it's sort of like when I start changing out my wardrobe, because I I have a lot of clothes. <laughs> I really <laughs> like my clothes. And so what I do is just to make it easier to get through everything is I'll put everything away and swap them out um, for spring, summer, fall, fall, winter. And so since I was doing that, I was like, oh, it's time to swatch out my stationery too. <laughs> so, oh yeah, so yeah. Like I have specific, like more holiday esque stationery and just like kind of winter, fall, warm, cozy. And now I can bring out. It's a little late, but like cherry blossom stuff and other more summer vibes. Most of the stationery is just like very general, but it's mostly washi tape where it's like this needs to come out, but then this one goes back in the like the back of the drawer. So mm-hmm. it's a good. It's a good time. I hear you on that. I have a PET tape I haven't used in a while that's like full of cold drinks and there's like a like a beach type of, you know, vibe to it and obviously haven't used that in a while. So maybe I'll bring that out. That just reminded me. So, yeah. Also, um, I we don't usually talk too much about new things, but what you just said reminded me of at a blank note that have that like coveted sweet treats pet i don't remember what it's called but it oh. has like that outdoor little beach not beach it's like an outdoor little cafe and it has the green tea matcha and then the hot cocoa and then the different fruit teas do you remember what i'm talking about i actually think that's the exact pt tape i'm talking about i think that... so too so i was like wait are you talking <laughs> about that one i think it's um a mood is the mood is the brand i think I think so. Yeah. yeah. And so... Hold on. That Let me one, actually take it out. Yeah, perfect. So just to kind of describe it a bit more, if you haven't seen it, it is sort of like the perfect treat roll. Like, it's a little bit of the smaller side, but the illustrations are beautifully detailed. They're rather large. Um, and they have, like, a different color palette. So they have, like, boba teas. They have this little cafe that's really, like, scenic and has, like, this beautiful, like, trees above it. Um, and then of course they have like the chocolate treats and like pink treats and mm-hmm. all these other colors. And so that is, that role is like the epitome of the spring to summer season for me. Yeah. And can confirm, I'm looking at it right now. It's mood tape. Perfect. And it's extra exciting because a blink note is back open. The Yay. online shop was closed for a little while for some family leave and now they're back and even more exciting they came back with some new molinta yay more molinta <laughs> there were these other color like colored themed rolls for molinta like there's this black and white one and this lavender one this blue one that um have been posted on molinta's instagram for a long time and we finally have access to it here in the states so nice I immediately anyway 
Yay, spring. <laughs> More Molotov for Miranda, <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that's that's all on stationary land. Wait, do you have any new things? Do you have any new stationary news? Um, I set up my new Olive Passport Traveler's Notebook. Yay! Um, so I'm using that as my wallet right now. I know it's like everybody's talking about that, so I won't um, go on for too long. But I'm just excited that it's available for everyone now because it's been such a coveted Traveler's Notebook color for years now. So I'm just really happy that like it's available. You can like, you know, wait for the restock. It'll be back and it'll be around kind of thing. So yeah, excited about that. I will say I completely forgot that that came out. So <laughs> thank you for the <laughs> reminder. But yeah, it's really cute. And I know it's sold out, but they have like restocks, of course, planned because it's mm-hmm. just a normal edition TM, as you said, which is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, with that all said, let's get into our journaling prompt from last episode. So this one was from you, Chelsea, and you asked us, which fictional world would you want to live in and why? Chelsea, what did you yep. pick? So last episode, I said I don't want to live in John Wick's <laughs> New York because it's full of skilled assassins. Um, very good movie, though. But um, in for, you know, for a fictional world, I would actually want to live in. And it's probably a pretty vanilla answer, but um, I'd be OK with, you know, living in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, just a good old time with you know, like your villager friends. You're just like donating things to the museum building up your home and the town slowly. And there's no real, you know, huge deadlines in the game, which is why I found it so nice during the start of the pandemic. Uh, The only thing that I actually thought about where I was like, well, if I lived in that world, I would have to do X, Y, Z. And like, this would be challenging is donating books to the museum because Uh. that's something (laughs) you have to do to complete the museum collection. And very much like the museum NPC Blathers, the owl who works at the museum, I have a big fear of bugs and so you know your villager character your you know um character just like bravely captures all these bugs and just like hey you know here they are they can now live in the museum and I think I would have a lot of trouble catching some of those things if I actually lived there because some of them are really big they're scary Um, sometimes too yeah so that would be the only thing but I think you know if that's the only thing maybe I could learn to overcome it Otherwise, it just seems like a really cozy, peaceful place with very distinct four seasons. So I think that would be nice. Yeah. And then maybe if you lived there, you could convince the villagers to help you with the collection instead of oh, being maybe. a solo endeavor. Change the rules <laughs> Maybe of the a game. little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit instead of just uh, donating all the money yourself for all those oh uh, projects around town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, what, why don't we just make this happen? Why do we have to pay for it? If I'm just selling you things that are just going back into this anyway. What is Yeah, this? then you wait like a day or two and then you try to see how many bells they've donated and it's like 200 and you're like, okay, well, we've got, you know, like 90,000 more to go. So thanks, everybody. <laughs> thanks for your contributions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely remember those days. I actually forgot about that part. That would also have to be something that I would have to think about, but... Generally speaking, a um, nice cozy spot. I think that would be nice um, for me. What about you, Miranda? Genshin impacts to that. I didn't even <laughs> think about it. I was like, instantly, I want to be there. It's so cool. The travel in it's so cool. It's, of course, dangerous, but I, I could have a vision, which is like they're, they're, it's kind of like this little amulet that's bestowed upon them by the gods. And, and if you get a vision, you get like an elemental power so Mm -hmm. you get a specific one and I was like I'd have a vision probably maybe but then that means I'd have to fight and that sounds difficult but some people have (laughs) visions are like a lawyer or like an innkeeper or they own a winery like there's a lot of really funny occupations or like funny for what they do it's like this character is a lawyer that's that's something I always point to because it's just really funny um yeah (laughs) but uh I don't know which like nation I'd want to live in yet, but I've I've just really loved that world and it's so beautiful and like it's like really rich in its storytelling and I think it'd just be a fun place to be with a lot of cool characters. And of course there's a lot of adventure and action to be had there. And it's not like a modern setting and technology's a little weird, but they do have cameras and it's, it looks like with the new area we'll maybe have like film and other things. So it's they're coming so... on, they're getting there. They're, they have cameras, so you can still take pictures and journal. 
There you exactly. go. It's perfect. Exactly. They're big on journals. This one quest I'm doing right now has like this adventure diary, basically, where the, oh. the character has a rare instance of reflecting on the things they've done, which is very cool. So, yeah, maybe, maybe good. I, I also love how quickly you wrote this down because I think after we wrapped the last episode, this was already on there in our notes. <laughs> yeah, this has been here for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It's, it's done. Yeah. Um, let's get into it then, shall we? We have, mm-hmm. I think, a pretty self-explanatory title for this episode. But let's talk about personalizing our stationery. So this is kind of coming off the heels of the last episode. Um, sort of continuation in a way. Because Chelsea, you got to do some really cool customization of stationery in, on your trip to Japan. And if you guys haven't listened to episode 16, please do. Chelsea tells us all about her awesome Japan adventure. Um, and I kind of wanted to dig a little bit more into the customization aspect of our tools and items that we love, because I think there's a lot of options for that, which you might be like, yeah, that's obvious, Miranda, but I'm like, no, no, it isn't, because <laughs> <I have> some <laughs> of this I didn't even think about, so if you're me, it's not obvious, but some of it I think is really obvious, of course, and opportunities we have to customize things using our stationery as well. Um, so Chelsea, I kind of wanted to ask you first, what was the first custom permanent personalization you remember having done or having done yourself so this is in context of like stationary but i think um the first one i remember that was very distinct and like a a little bit of an adventure for me was the bomb and truly your service and um so basically what it is is uh, bomb kuhen a um, lovely shop in Los Angeles, California, they will take in your traveler's notebook or actually, I if I'm, um, you know, remembering correctly, they also helped emboss like one of my Midori covers too, like the goat leather covers. So um, they're pretty flexible on what covers, you know, of yours that they can work with, but they will partner with you and you can choose like different designs and pockets and things to add onto your notebook cover and um, they will do that for you to your existing traveler's notebook. You could also do it on a new one, but I think a big difference between um, Bam Kuhen and the Superior Labor service. So just to be clear again, um, Superior Labor, um, I went there in Japan and bought a new traveler's notebook to get it customized there. Um, And they're like the only, I think, officially endorsed by Traveler's Company type of, like they partner directly with each other to um, provide like custom Traveler's Notebooks. But Bam Kuhan will work with like your existing Traveler's Notebooks too. So long-winded way of saying that I customized my 2017 Olive Regular Size Traveler's Notebook, which was also my very first TN. And this was actually one of the first times they were customizing, like they were kind of trying it out slash like it was like one of the first couple like trial periods of the customization service. And so I actually didn't have my traveler's notebook for like two months because I think it actually went to Japan to like um, get customized. I'm pretty sure because it took a while because now um, because I'm in the Bay Area, I just ship it off to L.A., um, they, I think the most recent one um, that I've done, it only took like a week or something like that. Um, and so it was really quick. And that's because like I'm here in the same state and it's easy to ship things. But I think back then I'm pretty sure I didn't have it for like close to two months. And oh, that was wow. the expectation. It wasn't, you know, anything surprising to me because that was communicated to me. But yeah, so that was one I remember because I didn't have my Olive TN for a while. But when it came back, I was like even more in love with it than um, I was before. So I added like some card pockets to the left side and then like a secretarial pocket on the right side, um, both on the inside of the traveler's notebook. So yeah, I still have that. And it's got little superior labor like rivets to it. And that's the first big one I remember because it was an investment and also just like my first time entertaining the idea of like, I can just like add permanent additions to these things. And I was a little bit scared, but it ended up being a really fun project. So that's the the big one that I remember. I do love the name of their service as well, like calling it truly yours because I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Yours now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was very lame, but it's like, yeah, no, that's, 
I think a correct way to, to phrase it because it does make it so much more special when I think a lot of people do have traveler's notebooks and this is a way to add additional customization in a really fun way. So for me, I think, so I guess for permanent personalization, as Chelsea noted, specifically with stationery, mine was a nib grind, which... Ooh. Yeah, which is weird because <laughs> it came so much longer after I've, you know, had stationery all my life. Um, but my first nib grind was from CY, from Tokyo Station Pens, who also runs the podcast Tokyo Inklings, and from Our Desk to Yours, both stationery podcasts you should absolutely check out. And I had received a pen from him previously, and we were talking about, weirdly, like, video games, because he's also really into the same video games as me, and, uh, what was it? Um, he, he sells pens sometimes. Like sometimes you can have him help get pens from Japan. And mm-hmm. so the tag fifth anniversary sailor, um, it was a no banded blue, beautiful, like kind of like almost a ramen bottle colored pen. It's really light. It's beautiful. Um, was the first pen he helped me get. And I looked at it and I said, I need that pen. And he said, cool, do you want a nib grind on it? I was like, yes. <laughs> and so he's really known for doing like these mini Naginata grinds that are kind of his style. And so he did that for me. And then after that, he also helped me get the Hachimonjiya uh, Kubo Sakura. And that's also a very coveted one. That's a little bit easier to get now. Like you can order it directly from Hachimonjiya. But back when they first launched it, you could not get it, I don't think, very easily internationally. And so I ended up buying mine through CY. Um, and so I also got a little mini Naginata on that as well. So at this point, I've bought a few more pens since then, but <laughs> just a few. <laughs> yeah. But usually whenever, whenever, um, I purchase from him, he's, he's pretty big on like doing an additive value because if he's taking stock from, you know, a specific company, he wants to be able to like offer a service and not just like acquiring for people overseas. He's like, I also want to be able to sure that he can do, um, nib grinds and other it's like the added part to it and not just like middleman stealing inventory you know kind of thing um which I really appreciate that he's he's quite thoughtful in that and making sure that he's taking these for like a way to offer that premium service and it definitely is premium because I love my pens and he does such a great job caring for them and getting them to me and of course the feedback of is this does this look good like you can't try a nib grind when he's like in Japan you know but he does a great job of like sending photos ahead of time and like asking it like kind of the consistency of flow that I'm looking for um often of course I'm doing a smaller grind from where it came from you know you get a larger pen um nib and then you grind it down and so it just varies a lot and of course I was lucky last year at the pen show to get to get a nib grind from him in person and it's a completely different experience so um I, I think it also just made me appreciate even more this international online service he's basically offering and that was my first big permanent personalization so it was scary too because I was like I haven't even tried it but I've done a lot of research and I think this is the right thing to do and it was really cool to have these on like special pens as well mm-hmm that's really awesome. And the Hachimonji Kubo Sakura, I know you said it's a little bit easier to get now, but I think I remember the the difficulty of acquiring one um, when it was first released and like you said, how coveted it was. And that's actually one of the very few Sailor um, limited edition pens that I know by like, if I see it, I immediately know what it is. And there are Lots and lots and lots of limited edition sailors, and yes. I am not an expert on on sailor by any means. And so, a lot of the times, I'll be like, "That's pretty. I have no idea what it is." But um, that one specifically, I, I when you when I saw you wrote it in the notes, I was like, "Oh, I do know that one." <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty eye catching, and I think the fact that it has sort of like the rose gold detailing on it, um, mm-hmm. and then the cherry blossom on the nib just makes it really special, and it's just a pretty iconic pink too. So. Mm-hmm. And I do love that you got a special nip grind on it. Um, that's actually something I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's something I would actually like to explore this year, maybe. Fingers Yay. crossed. Uh, but I think it really makes it special and unique to the user. And it, again, like just a very interesting um, and like special personalization. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into the inverse of it, kind of. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you won't? personalizing your collection like you look at that and say nothing is touching this I'm leaving it as it came to me 
I mean, I think for me, it's only if I can see a situation where I'm like, am I going to sell this in the future? You know, is it better to just leave it as is because I don't really know if I'm going to keep it forever, whether that's a cover or a pen, etc. Although I will say that sometimes fountain pens with like unique grinds are really interesting to me. Like sometimes I feel like it makes it cooler, which is, you know, I actually really love that. And that's why like I'd like to explore that a little bit more this year. Whereas I feel like a lot of other goods like pouches or, um, you know, leather products or like covers and things, if you put like a lot of your personal touches to it, it's often, I mean, maybe it's obvious, but it's often a bit more difficult to resell, right? Because you've just got like all your different, you know, unique parts of your life on it. So I would say that's the only thing, but if I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep it with me forever. So like, for example, my olive cover, I was like, this is my first TN. I'm never letting this go. This is going to be with me forever. So I didn't really have any qualms about personalizing that. And I've stuck a couple patches on another traveler's notebook that I've kind of dubbed like my wild traveler's notebook where I just stamp and patch and do whatever on it. And like that one's not going anywhere. So I have no qualms about it. So I don't know. I, I have to usually contain myself from personalizing too much because what if <laughs> I regret it in the future? What if I'm like, oh, shoot, now everything is like patched up and like, I don't know. So um, so I usually like to focus on like a few at a time, but I usually love personalizing things. So it's usually a matter of like me being like, OK, hold back. Like, I don't know, you know, if I'm going to keep all of these covers with me forever. So let's like focus on one at a time. So uh, usually, but I don't, I can't think of anything that I would like never personalize, at least okay. not off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was pretty easy to think of this just because there are some things that I think there's beauty in the simplicity of the item. And mm-hmm. my, my big one was my TSL products, my, t- my superior labor leather products. So this is my pen case, which doesn't really lend itself very well to much personalization. Like you could put patches or something on it. But the leather is just really slick, and I think it'd probably fall off eventually or just, I don't know, it just wouldn't look good. Um, so that, never, never touching it. It's beautiful the way it is. Um, and also my Superior Labor A6 leather notebook cover. So that's something I think I could also see myself personalizing if I were interested in that. But it's also just really special to me, and I think it's beautiful the way it is. I don't, I don't want anything on those. Like, they're rather expensive, and I think those pieces themselves just... They speak for themselves and they don't really need additions. Um, I think also the way those, the leather they have there, it doesn't really scratch as much. The patina is a little bit different. So it doesn't have like that rustic traveler's notebook look in the same way where I think it really lends itself to customization in a fun way. I guess in that same leather realm, I also don't want to customize my mini five and mini six ring binders from Think Then K. So those are, you know, handmade products that came from Canada that I really value. And they're, they're just so special to me that I don't think I could see myself adding anything else to those again. Um, also, with them being small, it's kind of harder to customize something that little. Uh, so there's not really space for pockets or anything like that was technically already customized when it came to me because I chose my options for the most part. Right. Um, but then I don't think I'd want to add like any paints or patches or stamps to it other than what came with it. So... They're just, they're great the way they are, and I will add charms and other little things to them and then call it a day. Uh, The only, only Traveler's Notebook I do not want to personalize is my Taiwan Beer Traveler's Notebook. So that's like one of my, Mm. my golden Traveler's Notebook. I look at it, I'm like, (laughs) you, you and me, friend. You guys don't know, I I really love beer. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. uh, when I got this, I got very lucky. So I was like, Miranda, did you did you not want this? Like, they're selling it. I was like, yes. A beer traveler's notebook? <laughs> yeah. And so a, a close friend of ours is very kind in tipping me off to a group that was, like, had space for someone else to be a buyer in this group of somebody who was selling them and getting them from Japan. So I was like, <laughs> thank you. So I, was, I really thought this was going to be, like, out of reach for me. So being able to get it, it's very special. And it always reminds me of that friend, too. But those are, those are think, not getting touched. I think that actually makes sense. Um, I don't know that I would personalize my superior labor uh, TN any further. I mean, but again, like it's technically customized, kind of similar to your thought process on the Think Think Case. Like 
it's already custom and I don't really want to do too much more to it because I feel like sometimes I clutter it up too much with some of my other uh, personalizations and that one it's like a lot of the center part of the front is empty and I left it that way because I knew that I could kind of go wild with it if I wanted to and they were suggesting like oh you could put a patch here if you want to and you could do these things but I was like no I'm gonna hold back I think I'm gonna leave it as is and actually really love that there's like an open space there so yeah I probably wouldn't touch that one now that I think about it but does it really count I don't know <laughs> I already yeah. customized it so, yeah <laughs> no, no customization further it's done. I guess so yeah I see Mm -hmm. um and now it's it's kind of a weird ping pong back and forth on our questions but the next one is what are some cool personalization ideas or options that you're really into or that you've you've really enjoyed saying and maybe want to partake in sometime yourself I don't know if this is possible to do myself but if I had the possibility or if I had the chance I would love more like embossing options oh my um, gosh yeah, like, and embossing, I think, has a lot of different, um, or it's, like, versatile in a way. What I, what I meant to say was it's versatile, so I think it could look look good on a variety of leathers. So what I'm thinking is things like my plotter, I don't really, you know, um, I haven't really thought about customizing my plotters. So maybe this goes into our previous question again not that I wouldn't personalize it but I just haven't really found anything that really pulls me into like yes I want to put this like you know sticker or patch or etc on my plotter um, and so they're just kind of sitting there for the most part but I think it could be really special if I could maybe like emboss something like a letter or like initials or something onto it where it's like it looks really classy and timeless and it'll kind of stay with the leather for potentially longer than like something like a stamping wood right mm -hmm. um or even like foiling i think foiling is also another beautiful option where it could look really classy depending on like what fonts or designs you use um to your style i think there's just so much possibilities with those things that um you know, it's a, I mean, it is a very permanent personalization, but I think I would, you know, love to explore that further. So um, when you yeah. mentioned foiling specifically, it reminded me of when there's that trend of foiling, I think specifically on Traveler's Notebooks and other leather products. So that's where, not necessarily just leather, like also on um, notebook covers and other things too. But I remember mm. Joe's journal trying some of that unless I'm wrong, but I'm pretty certain it was Job who was like trying some other foiling and stuff. And it's so cool. And mm -hmm. I, I really want that. I just wish we had some sort of workshop where we could just do a bunch of customization, <laughs> which we kind of did when we had our, like our stationary retreat. And it was like my favorite thing by far, or one of my favorite yeah. things that we did together. But um, mm -hmm. I think if there were like more options for that, it would be such a fun thing to do. Yeah, and a lot less scary because yes. I don't know that I would venture into, we'll get into this more later too, but I don't know I would venture into foiling stuff myself. Although, like you said, people do it all the time and I've seen it a lot, but I just like, I don't know. I'm just, I get so nervous about these things and like purchasing those specific tools and like you got to do your research and kind of like know what you're working with. So, but um, would love like workshops and things that would be great um, then I would feel much better knowing that there's like another expert in the room who can help out if something happens but yeah, yeah. but I think it's just a uh, just offers a lot of variety and you can like foil anything you want you can emboss anything you want as long as you know the letters and numbers are available that kind of thing so I think I just love the idea of just how many possibilities there are and like what kind of quotes or different things that people choose to put onto their items is really interesting to me I think one thing that I've missed that's huge as far as like the first customization, which some of it does not count, like grade school versions of this does not count because it's different, mm -hmm. but like customizing our notebooks, like the covers. Yeah. yeah. Like that's like a big thing I feel like I missed in, in citing that because I know one of my favorite ones to customize specifically are the Midori notebooks. Like those covers are perfect for customization. And then you slap on their little plastic cover and that baby's safe. Like, you're good. Mm -hmm. You're a little work of art. You're ready to go out in the world. Have a great day. Unless you have another cover, then you can just cover it completely, which is a little sad. But, 
Yeah. That's actually, you know, it's I, I often forget about it as well because now it's like second nature to me to decorate the covers of my notebooks. And also in the case of Traveler's Notebook inserts, like the inside cover mm-hmm. um, as well. Like I love that whole process. And yeah, that's definitely um, falling into personalization. Yeah. It's um, like- I don't know why that didn't click with me until you just mentioned it now but I do it all the time and it's like such a special moment and I love like taking a notebook and opening it up and making it mine for whatever purpose that I'm using it for it's like the first thing that I do anytime I get ready to set up a new traveler's notebook insert Mm -hmm. you decorate that cover like you you match it to the theme unless it's a special one so like there's um Marty Bitamin who does some special custom inserts um, so they have, before they had Tamoya River paper inserts, but they have their art printed on the covers. It's like that, mm-hmm. I'm not going to decorate. It's yeah. already beautiful. <laughs> you got to enjoy the art. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, that's the reason I got it. And then I get like nervous. Like, oh, I don't want to like ruin this. You know, I don't want to like waste this <laughs> notebook um, because it's special. But I think those like those and then even some of the special edition traveler's notebook inserts that have floated around with different editions and whatever it may be those you don't need to customize but i will say i still customized the special california edition that they the u.s shop me too me too yeah yeah so it's like just special touches here and there but i think that is maybe one of the most common and maybe one of the most fun to do and i think i like to reflect on like how i've changed up doing those as well because i know there are some that i look at i'm like oh miranda (laughs) what did you do (laughs) like why would you do that why would you put those stickers there like this like your your layout's terrible but it's okay you you're having fun (laughs) for the most part it's gotten better with time i think as i've gotten more designs and stickers and options but um yeah i've definitely had those moments looking back at like my first ever travel journal and you know, styles change and not to say that that was actually bad or anything, but I was like, hmm, not really sure what I was going for here with the cover design. <laughs> like, I just like don't really see what I was trying to do with it there. So it's just made me kind of laugh to think back <laughs> to those old covers of ours. That's it's really fun. True. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess another one that we both had too are patches. Patches, all the patches. There are so many cute patches around the world, everybody. So many. Yeah, it's, I think the one thing I learned is not to discount how impactful patches are in traveler's notebooks. Like, if you just have a standard traveler's notebook and you've always wanted, like, maybe a special version or something, find a patch that you really love or something that is special to you, slap that sucker on there, and voila, it's incredible. Like, I I just, it changes the whole game of your traveler's notebook. I... I know I'm getting a little overexcited about this, but my favorite Traveler's Notebook of all of them that I have, I have like one of the original Olive Editions. I have, you know, my Taiwan beer. I have other really special ones. It's my plain dark brown Traveler's Notebook that has two patches on it that I really love and a series of charms that just all really bring the colors together and it is my favorite notebook like I just look at it and it makes me so so happy I have this big um this big patch from Coco Glez who's another artist I really love and does fantastic work and speaking of which she just did an update to her shop and you should go get some stationery from her (laughs) some planner stickers um but I had this patch that I purchased from her from a long time ago and it's a rather large patch of a pelican that says like be kind and it has a little flower in its beak and it's very cute and I was like man where am I gonna put this so I was just hoarding it forever and then um our friend Christiana Rice eventually mentioned that she was gonna bring up some uh leather glue so we could bind Mm -hmm. patches to you know our notebooks and then I put it on there and I was like this is my favorite thing in the whole world now so (laughs) Plus, it's got the, um, I think it's, you have your cherry blossom charm on Mm -hmm. there and a couple other things. I've seen this notebook in person and it's so, so, so cute. And like the way that it all falls together, it's, it's just like really satisfying. And you can also tell how loved your traveler's notebook is because it's got like a bunch of scratches and patina and everything on it. I believe this is your Genshin journal, right? Also your favorite journal. It is. It yeah. is. It, it houses my, my Genshin memories, which I've almost finished my first, um, what is it, the BK Grid notebook, which is big, and it's, like, just a bunch of cool Genshin journaling that I've done, and I'm really proud of it, and I got, like, the special 
Um, what is it like that mustard yellow canvas insert? Like mm-hmm. that really pretty insert that they have for it. So it's just like all these colors that come together and make this book so much more special, I think, than any special edition that I could buy. And so mm-hmm. I think that's just the one thing is like if you ever felt like your your notebook cover, whatever it may be, doesn't feel special enough, or maybe you don't want to invest in something that expensive or do the rat race of having to wait to for midnight to change and like buy it before everyone else does or whatever it is. I think there's a lot of ways to make these journal covers and notebooks that we have our own in very specific ways that are still permanent and I think the whole deal here too right is that we're using patches not just like a sticker that can peel off over time like this sucker is gonna stay so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's like a a big difference not that like stickers are bad but I think stickers can be kind of troublesome in their permanence sometimes even if they're meant to be permanent they can still come off depending on the material. And I think a lot of journal covers tend to be t- materials that don't do too well with those sorts of adhesives sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it all just depends, but definitely see what you're saying. And yeah, patches are, you know, like they're made to go on a variety of surfaces, right? So it could be like, uh, you know, your traveler's notebook, your bag, your jacket, you know, your backpack, like all kinds of things. And so I do think that they have more versatility there. Um, and also just like, like I said, so many fun designs, it, they come in all shapes and sizes and colors and themes and just like, um, all over the world, there's so many patches, um, for, for different things. And, um, like some of the artists that you mentioned, there was also a ton of like independent artists who create amazing patches. And I just think there's, um, a lot there that you can explore and really choose on how you might want to decorate your cover. Or maybe you have um, a lot of travel coming up and you want to document like family travel or something. You go on family vacations. I could see somebody buying a little patch for every place they go with their family. That'd be so Mm -hmm. cute. Yeah, that would be really adorable. I love that idea. Okay. Anyway, that's just, that (laughs) was my big thing. It's like patches (laughs) are so cool, guys. Like one thing, another patch use that I had was my first Delphonics. I was so excited for it. And I had also bought like a skeleton patch from this one artist that I really liked. I forget his name right now. I'm sorry. But <laughs> um, he has like this, this very limited store and I bought that with some stickers and some other things. And I was like, what am I going to use this for? And then I got this Delphonics patch and it's just this Del- Delphonics pouch and put the patch on it immediately. And it was just perfect. I also sewed it on rather than just ironing it because I couldn't oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like how it was mm-hmm. set up. Yeah. Um, and so I was even more proud of it because it's like I sewed this on myself. My fingers hurt, but I did it. <laughs> and so I think they're just moments of pride in that too when you get to customize something and it's like you did it with your own two hands, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's you not a kind the of work sinister, in yourself. But, you know. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, no, no, I did like it's not bad. It's good, it's good. But mm-hmm. <laughs> fun times, fun things. Yeah, I know you had some other ones too that you like for personalization. Oh, yes. Um, I was also thinking just on the more utility based edition side of things. I know some people also like to add like pen loops and like other pockets. I've already talked about pockets, but um, I know some people really like pen loops um, and making sure that they have like a certain size pen with them at all times. And obviously with something like a pen loop, depending on what pen you're using on an everyday basis, you know, is it like a Um, skinny gel pen or is it like a bigger like one of those like multi-ink you know ballpoint pens that you need to clip onto it or do you want the body to fit in it do you just want the clip on it you know there's different possibilities with that so um, I think that's really interesting I've also seen some people put uh, the pen loop and um, like on, on a different way so typically you would think like if you look at a traveler's notebook the pen loop would go on the longer side Um, like vertically but some people put it horizontally on the shorter side because they just have like a small pen and they just wanted to sit it on top instead of like on the side of their traveler's notebook so I thought that was also really interesting Um, so yeah tons of different ways to like play around with that as well and like sizes if you want to use leather you know what kind of leather do you want to use what color so I think that's also a fun customization to do um I typically like to just carry like a little pen case with me or a pouch. So I normally don't really do a lot of like pen loops on my um, notebook covers or other things. But I also think it's just cool to see other people really utilize that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think they're just a lot of ways like with pen loops too that are removable sometimes as well mm-hmm. so it's not mm-hmm. a per- like a permanent customization and of course some some other ideas there too if like you don't want to do something permanent like look for spots where you can like loop in a little charm or something even if it's like tying it onto the bookmark in your notebook or something and um those non-permanent things can just really change it up and make it feel I think a little bit more special yeah I put a five yen coin that's my charm for my Olive Passport oh. Traveler's Notebook because it's got a hole in the middle. And I saved the cleanest one I could find from Japan. And then I, you know, got home. Um, good tip, by the way, on cleaning things like that. Um, I just use an old toothbrush and I use some toothpaste. Um, sometimes toothpaste can also really help clean your jewelry. Oh. Uh, something I learned in the, within the last year. So um, I clean that and it's sparkling shiny and I put it on my traveler's notebook. So it's really simple. I Cute. didn't have to buy it really. It's like five yen, <laughs> but um, it's like a really great um, small memorabilia from my trip that I can now like keep on a notebook. You know what bothers me mm-hmm. with personalization? Pins. Because I have so many gosh darn pins <laughs> and not enough space for them. I wish I did see some people a while back. Um, they would like push off the like the sharp side of a pin, and uh-huh. then they put a magnet. They glue it in with a magnet, so you can like oh. magnetize it and put it on like a notebook. But it does leave like over time like an indent because it's like that pressure that's putting there. Yeah, and I think that's really cool, but I don't know if I have the the willpower to do that because <laughs> I have so many pins and I need to figure it out because you know your Delphonics can only have so many pins on it so. it's true yeah unless you've got like 10 Delphonics pouches um even then I I don't know that I also have a lot of pins that are just like sitting there and it makes me sad sometimes to think about them because they're so cute yeah. and I want to use them but I've actually started putting some pins on like my canvas totes because I also have like I don't know why I have so many totes, but I have collected quite a few of them over the years. And so I'm really like set on bringing them out for the summer Mm -hmm. and just like putting, you know, one or two pins on it each um, time. So yeah, or on each one. So I'm really looking forward to that. So that's actually a good bigger surface for you to, you know, put it on if you feel safe enough to do that. Um, Just kind of you know, get like different, more secure backing maybe for your pens. That can be really helpful. It's a good idea. I think the final thing I had about cool personalization ideas and options was not actually stationary, but something I just wanted to note because it was important to me and important use of my stationary early on. Um, so a while ago I had asthma problems and I would get really stressed out having to use my inhaler. So I used some like cute washi and an encouraging sticker that I had just to make it a little bit more cute. So it made like an asthma attack a little less scary because it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, look at this washi that I really love and this little sticker that's like cheering me on. It's all right. Like just other little things that can kind of help encourage what is definitely a, a tough situation. So like sometimes... I'll just slap a sticker or like my first aid kit's kind of cute because I want it to be nice when it's really scary. So <laughs> I think that's like another w- nice way that stationery can help us with some of our everyday items. Yeah, I think that's such a lovely thing to do. Um, and also, you know, for people who may take like daily medication for something, um, some people, I, I bought some of these actually in, in Muji because I thought it would be helpful for my parents is those like pill boxes that have like a little there's like seven of them and they're all attached and it's uh, plastic and if you want to put I don't know like cute Monday through Sunday stickers like on each one of them to just make it a little bit more like inviting I guess um because I um you know that might not be the most like fun thing that you have to do each day but um so even something like that I think would be nice to you know maybe put a little smile on your face or at least make the the whole process a little bit less um intimidating absolutely and it's also just another nice way to use our stationery mm-hmm. for our final topic we're going to talk about diy personalization versus personalization services and chelsea this is this is like entirely your floor because i think you've got a lot of like really cool experience with personalization services Yeah, so I think um, this is where I usually lean on 
for the most part, like to, to the professionals to do what they are um, expert at doing. Um, so things like the, the Baumkuchen Truly Your Service. I've had three Traveler's Notebooks go through that service. My olive one, a brown Traveler's Notebook, and a Passport Camel Traveler's Notebook. And then now I've been to the Superior Labor where they had uh, that separate customization service. So it just, it's really um, cool to like put your own touches to things. And I've really enjoyed like, um, just like partnering with them to really make it feel like my own. Um, and that's something I, I really love. Um, but also on the DIY side of things, like so far, the only thing I've really done is like stick uh, patches on my brown traveler's notebook and stamp like the inside leather of that notebook but I've also seen lots of people do really cool DIY personalization on their traveler's notebooks and it's kind of like the the level that I maybe aspire to someday if that makes sense so um sewing their own pen holders or pockets or like just doing all kinds of really cool things or like painting their traveler's notebook or like stitching stuff on their traveler's notebook so I'm thinking of Folks like, um, I know we already talked about Joe, but also thinking about folks like Phyllis, um, Miss Lingbloom, one of the um, hosts of the Stationery Cafe, or um, Tiffany, her username on Instagram is Talksmot. So like just thinking about like things that I've seen other people do to their covers that are really unique. Um, so eventually I think I would really love to like paint a notebook cover one day either like some mm-hmm. kind of like stripes or patterns or something probably stripes I'll probably start out with stripes let's just be real <laughs> I don't think I'm I'm adventurous enough to do like patterns right away um or maybe like I'll quote-unquote collage it because I love collaging with my stationery um maybe with like lots of like small patches or something um I know Jane um her Instagram is Jane the crazy she's done this on some of her covers where she has like lots of smaller patches on it um instead of like you know a few big patches it's like really like interesting like little um I think she had like a few um like dog ones on there and like uh, some other ones that are really small and they all sort of like um were on the front cover of one of her notebooks so yeah so that's something I would like to um you know try one day um maybe soon we'll see but that's kind of, you know, my overall thoughts and my experiences on like going through a service. Obviously, you know, you're working with professionals, um, but I would love to dive into like the DIY side of things a little bit more once I work through my nervous feelings about it, I think. I'll have to do like a craft weekend or something. That would be so fun. Tutorials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think uh, just noting too, like Joe's journal, Joe just does such a great job crafting with, as you said, like the pen holders and pockets that he's yeah. made. Like he's just done so, so many cool things. And before um, he had made actually me and some of our friends some like mini five little plastic sheets. And That's they're, like, right. I like, remember Joe. that. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't know. Job's just, Job's amazing. Go check out Job. Anyway, thank you, Job, again for our art assets. Thank you. <laughs> yes, always. Um, yeah, I guess... My big thing, too, is sort of same, the same. Uh, very apprehensive about DIY personalization. Like, again, like, the really only big thing I've done is, like, add patches to my Traveler's Notebook, which is just really some glue, and I just put some clips on it to, like, hold it down for a while, cleaned it up, called it a day. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that was also done, like, in the presence of friends. So, you know, if something went wrong, I could ask somebody, it's like, is this enough glue? Is this fine? Yeah, it's fine. Um... But otherwise, like, the service side, like, definitely nib grinds. Like, I don't think I'd ever try to grind my own nibs. Um, there's, there's a, like, you can learn. But the yeah, writing experience yeah. is, like, incredibly important to me. So I'd like to have the professionals do it. Mm-hmm. I would um, be way too intimidated to mess with that, too. It's like an art form. I don't think yeah. I would. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Basically, if you got, like, a bunch of, I think, steel nibs, you could start like get a Dremel and just practice mm-hmm. and do like just a lot of practicing, but I don't think that's worth it for me. <laughs> I'd just rather pay for it to get done. <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah. And so I think otherwise DIY, I don't think there's just a lot that I'm looking for right now as far as my specific stationery that I want to DIY. Um, I would like to add some more patches and maybe look at getting creative with my first traveler's notebook. I have this Navy one that hasn't seen the light of day in a while. 
And mm-hmm. and I think I would like to add some stuff to that, but I guess that just means I need to invest in some new matches. So patches soon, but who knows when. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yay. That's it. That's our episode. Yeah. <laughs> Talked a lot about personalizing stationery, different things that we've done, ideas that we have, things that we've seen um, other people do. So hopefully, you know, that was interesting um, for you to listen to and hopefully inspired you to maybe think about personalizing some of your own stationery because at the end of the day like just have fun with it yeah absolutely and again it's another great way to use things that we already have in our homes maybe you need some leather glue or some other special kinds of glue to glue things down but otherwise hopefully it's just something that brings you a little bit more joy to something that you already have and you can enjoy more Mm -hmm. um before we go of course we got to give you guys a journaling prompt so this one's for me this week and my question is What's your dream pet companion? I have been thinking about companionship a lot lately. I am looking at adopting a third cat. So that's So is, exciting. Yeah, that's not my dream companion, even though technically my cats are just my dream, so it's great. But <laughs> that aside, don't listen, Ari. She's right here. Don't listen. Um, but that aside, if it weren't them, what would it be? And I figured this would be a really good opportunity for like special creature stickers. Like if you have either, you know, if your dream pet is just just your cats, you can just use all your cat stickers. Go crazy. Big collage. Go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. Sometimes you just got to go ham on the stuff that you have and just put it down there. Um, But yeah, I think it'd just be kind of cool to reflect on like what like a a dream pet, whether it's fantastical or real. And yeah, so that was my question. And we'll talk, of course, about our answers next episode. But until then, you can find us on at Words and Roses on Instagram. And if you would like to answer the prompt and share it, you can do hashtag Words Roses prompt. Um, and a quick note is that our schedules will be changing here soon. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be very busy in May and in June, unfortunately, due to my workload. The games industry is just about to get pretty wild. So with that, we're only going to have one episode per month in May and June. I really like to try to keep to our schedule, but just due to that and for my own sanity's sake and for the sake of me getting my dishes done forever, (laughs) um, (laughs) we're going to be cutting back just a little bit. So we'll have more details of that as we get closer to it. So, yeah. Sounds good. All right. Um, Well, Tulsi, what's up with you and where can people find you? Uh, You can find me at Those With Words on Instagram and also on YouTube. Perfect. And you can find me at Havoc Grows on Twitch, where I do Stationary Sundays, but not this coming Sunday, unfortunately, because, well, yeah, if you're listening on when this podcast went live, I won't be live tomorrow, but I'll be live later. But if you're listening this late, don't worry about it. I'm live on Sundays. <laughs> um, and other than that, you can find me at Havoc Grows Rights, where I post Instagram stories, but never post any photos because I always forget to take them. Um, <laughs> and that's about it. And we will see y'all next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.